In regards to the me'il, the Posik tells us that we need to make a special reinforced edge. The Posik says, lo yi koreya, after speaking about the reinforced edge that it needs to have, lo yi koreya, that it doesn't tear. Rashi translates the words lo yi koreya, koreya, so that it shouldn't tear. Rashi then goes on and says, and if you do tear it, you're over belav, you are transgressing, this is transgressing, this is a prohibition. So the Rebbe asks that seemingly Rashi is combining over here two different things. Is Loyi Koreya a reason why we're reinforcing it so that it shouldn't tear? Or is this actually a Loisasa? Torah is telling us Loyi Koreya, you're not allowed to tear, it shouldn't be torn. In fact, in the Gemara we see clearly that these are two different ways of looking on the Pasuk. We have one Amoira that says that you're not allowed to tear it, bringing a proof from this Pasuk, and the other Amoira challenging him and saying, one second, maybe it's just giving us a reason. You're not, you're supposed to reinforce it so that it shouldn't tear. Who said it's a loisasa? And then the Gemara answers back, because then it should have said, so that it shouldn't tear. It says, means that it's actually a loisasa to tear it. Now Rashi seems to be combining both of these things together. He's both saying it's a reason, as well as saying that it's actually a loisasa. Rashi then goes on to say, Shazem minyan lavin This is what, because this is one of the lavin in the Torah. And Rashi brings a proof from two other places. Lo the choyshen, is not allowed to be removed from the ephoid. Lo yasuru mimenu, the poles were not allowed to be removed from the oroin. What's Rashi saying with these words? Shazem minyan lavin Why is he saying that? Well, simply, he seems to be saying, I'll prove it to you that it's a loisasa, because it's actually counted as one of the 365. But the question still will remain, we're speaking about Pshute Shal Mikra. How does Rashi know in Pshute Shal Mikra that it has to be counted as, as, one, as one of the 365? Furthermore, the Rebbe says, those Psukim regarding the Choshen and the Oroin, that the Choshen shouldn't be removed from the Oroin, and the, the, from the aphoid, and that the poles shouldn't be removed from the orain, are psukim that say earlier. Rashi is bringing this as an example for our posuk. Now, in those psukim, Rashi had actually not said anything at all in regards to how the how these psukim are learned, whether they are a reason, whether they are a loisasa. It seems like Rashi is trying to prove from those psukim, oh, they are loisasa, so so to this posuk is a loisasa. But if in those psukim Rashi didn't explain that it could sort of have both meanings, that it could be a reason for something, as we'll see, that there too they seem to be a reason for something, that they are an explanation for a particular thing, both by the poles of the Orion and the Choshen, as well as a Loisase, if Rashi takes it for granted over there, why is it over here that he has to explain it? So there are some of Farsham that say the following. They say, that in our case, if the Pasuk would only be giving a reason, that the reason why the ill needs to be reinforced is so that it shouldn't hear, then as the Gemara says, it should have said, Because the Pasuk says, We could understand both things. First of all, it's a reason for the previous section of the Pasuk, reinforce it so that it doesn't hear, but it's also a separate prohibition for itself. You're not allowed to tear it. But the question then would be, why didn't Rashi say anything, again, by those other psukim regarding the choshen and the orin? So the Rebbe says that actually, 
When we learn the Psukim by those things, Lo Yosuru and Lo Yizach, the Psukim that say regarding the poles of the Oroin and the Choysha not being removed from the Ephoid, the truth of the matter is over there, we would not understand it that it's giving a reason for anything. We would understand it that it's actually a mitzvah for itself. Because in those cases as well, it should have said, Shelo Yosuru or Shelo Yizach, if they were actually giving a reason for something. So, in other words, in those psukim, it's also talking about put the poles in, into, to, uh, put the poles into the oroin. They shouldn't be removed, as well as attach the choshen to the ephod. It shouldn't be removed. But in those cases that it says, we would clearly understand them not as a reason, but rather as a mitzvah for itself. Whereas in our pasuk that it says, if the words lo yikoreya would be understood as a mitzvah, we would have a bit of a problem because from the particular um, way the word lo yikoreya is written, lo yikoreya, we would understand that as meaning if it's a mitzvah, similar to what Rashi says elsewhere on a similar word, lo yei regarding melacha and yomtev, Rashi says it shouldn't be done even through other people. Melacha and yomtev. We would understand the same thing of here, lo yikoreya, that when it comes to tearing the me'il, it shouldn't be done even by someone else. Which would then say, oh, so these other mitzvahs could be done by somebody else? Removing the poles from the oroin and removing the chayshim from the ephod could be done by someone else. That doesn't really seem very fitting very well. And therefore Rashi is bothered by explaining our pasuk just shaloyi kareya is a mitzvah. And therefore he says it's actually first and foremost a reason. Reinforce the me'il so that it shouldn't hear. But since it doesn't say sheh, therefore we also understand that it's also a mitzvah in its own right. The question then would be, if Torah wants to give us a mitzvah, then why is it saying it in a way of a hint? Lo yikoreya, which seems to be telling us, the only reason we understand it's a mitzvah, because it didn't say, lo yikoreya, so that it doesn't hear. So now we understand it's also a mitzvah. Why doesn't the Torah give us very, very straight out the mitzvah not to tear it? And this is what Rashi comes now and tells us, that the truth of the matter is, the Torah is only including it over here as a loisase for one particular reason. We would really know from elsewhere that you're not allowed to tear the meal because the big day kona have to be lechavid lesafar, they have to be for beauty, for glory. Obviously it can't be torn. Rashi is telling us that in addition to the fact that it's a reason, we're reinforcing it so that it shouldn't tear, the Torah was also trying to give us another little hint because Torah wanted to include it as a love as well. That's what the Torah was out to do over here. And Rashi is telling us, and is going to show us also from the other places of Lo Yizach and Lo Yasuru, that specifically by the ideas of the Mishkan, the Torah was out to add in the laven of the Torah. In other words, it's not about, as in other cases we'll sometimes have, that the Torah adds, repeats a prohibition a few times in order that we know that we are more warned about the mitzvah or about the loisa said not to do it, in our case it's not so much that, as much as just that the Torah wanted that this too should be counted as a loisa Although we would have known as it is, that you're not allowed to do it, because it's supposed to be for glory. And this is really the proof that Rashi is bringing from loyizach and loyosuru. In both of those cases, we are saying they are mitzvahs. Now really, the fact that it shouldn't be removed, the choshen from the ephoid, we would know that. The Torah says clearly, you attach the choshen to the ephoid with a special thread, so that it should stay on. So we know that it shouldn't be removed. And yet, 
the Torah says, Lo Yizach. So we see from here the Torah wants to add and tell us a special love regarding the, the, the inyanum of the Mishkan. And so too, when it comes to the poles being removed from the Oren, we would have known anyways that it has to be in there, because the Torah says you have to put it in there, and that it should stay there. And yet the Torah is interested in adding a specific love. The Rebbe then goes on and discusses, based on a Rambam, that according to the Rambam there would be a different type of Isur, when it comes to tearing the me'il and tearing other big dekohuna, but from Rashi that Rebbe is, is, is taking out, that Rashi would hold that really it all goes into the same general category. Because really all of them is the same idea. They need to be beautiful and glorious, etc. It's only the Torah wanted to add a special love by saying lo yikarei, but not to make the Isur actually harsher. The Rebbe concludes with a, a beautiful hayra in Avoidus Hashem. And what the Rebbe says is, by first pre- prefacing, saying, what is the order of what Rashi says? Where well, Rashi brings the examples for, um, not uh, similar to our Pasuk, of not tearing the Me'il, Rashi first brings the Pasuk about, um, the, uh, the Pasuk Lo Yosuru, sorry, the Pasuk of Lo Yizach, and then the Pasuk of Lo Yosuru. Now the Pasuk of Lo Yizach actually says, in Parsha's Tetzavah, the Pasuk of the Yasur is an earlier Parsha. Rashi seemingly should have gone in order. So the Rebbe says that what Rashi is actually doing is t- showing us that there's three categories of it, and really they're as harsh as each other, although we wouldn't have thought of that initially. That is, the fact that you're not allowed to tear the Me'il, that should be obvious. You're not allowed to destroy things, destroy the big Dikuna, that's terrible. But what could be so bad about moving the Chayshin off the Ephod? Even that we can understand a little bit, because the Chayshu needs to be there as a remembrance in front of Hashem all the time for the Yidin. But what could be so terrible removing the poles from the Aroin? Especially the Aroin is stationed in one place, it stays there and that's it. So Rashi is telling us, no, they're really all in the same category. They're all as strict and as harsh as each other. What's the reason for this? So the Rebbe brings a Sefer Achinich that says that the reason the poles need to be in the Orin all the time is in case we need to run with the Orin. In case we need the Orin somewhere, we should never be delayed and that the poles are always in it, we should always be ready to run. Says the Rebbe, we have a fascinating, amazing hero over here. The concept of the Orin, the Orin has the Lucha, it's the Torah. This represents a Yid that's learning Torah. And on the one end, he may, may think to himself, I'm sitting and learning Torah, I'm parked in my place, I'm fully fixed over here, I can't be thinking right now about another Yid. Says the Rebbe Dehira is the poles have to be in the orange. That means I have to be ready to go on the run in case I'm needed to help another yid. In case I'm needed to go ahead to save another yid. This is so urgent and so important as much as not tearing the big dikuna. I have to be ready and prepared to go rush and help another yid.